Hello, everybody. It's Leslie Jane Seymour. I'm the founder of Covey Club, and I'm here to talk to you about Reinvent Yourself with Leslie Jane Seymour, our podcast, which I hope if you enjoy and you are getting something out of it and it's helped direct you towards your own reinvention, that you will please rate us, give us some stars so other people can find us. And today I'm so thrilled to bring you a new friend I have who is such an interesting entrepreneur. Her name is Gilly Garrett, and she has taken her, her side hustle and turned it into a full business. Um, millennials call it a side hustle. We used to call it freelance, uh, things that we would do on the side. It's a great way of starting a passion project and giving it some air and some oxygen and time to see whether it can be a real full business for you. A lot of people are not able to just pick up and walk away from their corporate life or that paycheck. They have responsibilities. And so this is one way in sort of by using your life and your lifestyle and taking time on your weekends and in your evenings to, to launch something. And she launched this fabulous, um, it's a set of beauty products that are all organic. And she literally launched it by doing it on the side. And, you know, it took her a couple of years. It's not overnight, but it's a really wonderful story. And she explains how finally when she got in front of a big distributor and she just happened to be there and she had to say something to the buyer and then it all kind of worked out from there. These opportunities present themselves for many of us and we have to have our eyes open and see them and they will happen to you if you get your side hustle grow going. So here we go and I hope you'll enjoy listening to Gilly Garrett and Gilly's Organics. Here she is. So I'm really excited today to bring to you a good friend of mine, Gilly Garrett, and she has taken her side hustle or her hobby, as we used to call it, and turned it into a real business, something we really have not hit on before in these Reinvent Yourself podcasts. So anyway, Gilly, I'm thrilled to have you here. Welcome. And I can't wait to hear your story. Thank you so much, Leslie. I'm a huge fan of you and what you've done and the Covey Club. And so it's a huge honor to be here. Uh, yes, I have an organic skincare line called Gilly's Organics. And it started, I guess, as a hobby. I mean, I definitely wanted it to be something more, but I was a writer for Estee Lauder for a bunch of years. Before that, I was in cable television and branding. And when the vice president, he actually got fired of fragrance development. Can't imagine had, that in any of our businesses. Yeah, right. <laughs> I had just, I had moved to New Jersey. I had two of my three children at this point when he got fired and he was like the bread and butter. And I was, I was writing and having so much fun. I was getting paid so handsomely to write fresh, crisp summary. And um, my husband said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, I think I'm going to make a product. And he looked at me like, really? Now, I did grow up in my parents' pharmacy, and I do love oils and mixing things. I'm a little bit of a concoctor, and that's always been in my blood, but it wasn't my career path. But I did. I went and I made a product. I, okay. I made a when he got fired, um, my husband said, what do you want to do? And I had two young daughters at home, and I said, I think I'm going to make a product. 
And he said, okay. And I had always been into mixing things. I grew up in my parents' pharmacy and I always loved oils and healthy things. And I had also recently just, you know, moved out of New York and I had met my husband in an organic takeout restaurant. Um, (laughs) We had started changing the products we were using and um, I just, you know, mixed a lot of oils together and I was gung-ho about making this sugar scrub. And he said, great. And I started selling it at, you know, local preschools and, and churches and synagogues. And the next thing you know, I had this small little business and I was like, oh, I guess I'll call it Gilly's Organics because it's 100% organic and it has alliteration. And then it took a long time before it is what it is now. But um, that's how it began. So talk a little bit about, so you grew up, where did you grow up and what kind of pharmacy business were your parents in? Sure. So I grew up on Long Island in East Northport. And my my mom was very creative, but she went and worked with my dad when he bought a pharmacy. And even though it was you know traditional medicine, they did have a lot of healthy things. And we started in our family to, you know, eat a little cleaner in my high school years and be a little healthier. And they did start carrying some more natural supplements and things like that. So I think they were a little ahead of the curve in that. And so I was always into, I always gave my friends in college like uh, facials and I would put hair masks on and sometimes I created them. And so it was something that was an interest to me. It just wasn't my career path. I was in branding at the Sci-Fi Channel, and then uh, Turner Broadcasting, and then and then again, like I said, Estee Lauder writing. So you were a writer. Is that how you got into what you were doing? Yeah, basically, I was writing for these products, and at Lauder was like I said, there were there were fragrances, which was easy to write. It's it's emotion. It's but then some products I didn't really feel comfortable writing. Um, packaging for because there was a product right before I I did leave and he was fired that um, they wanted me to write about a cream that you rub on your abdomen and it gives it definition. And I was like, wait, what? You can't, you know, use a cream or everybody would have great abs. You got to eat clean and work out. So, um, so wait a minute, there's a cream that all I have to do is rub it on my abdomen and I get a six pack. Well, that's the claim. So, um, and I do love water, so I don't want to, you know, I don't say anything negative about it, but that particular product, I don't believe made it to the shelves, but, um, yeah, I, I did, like I said, I started living a more natural life and making things was something I was doing. I was mixing oils for my dry skin and hair already when this time to pivot was going on. So how long were you pursuing the writing career before you started doing your little side hustle of mixing stuff for yourself? And then what was the trajectory of then taking it beyond yourself? Sure. So I was probably a freelance writer for Lauder for about, I don't know, four plus years. And I was, it was great. I like was ripped jeans and a messy bun in my apartment, you know, Um, it was terrific, but um, the business, I guess the writing actually has never stopped, Leslie, because my side hustle that became my main hustle, then the writing became my side hustle. So oh, switched. Okay. It switched. So 
when it was time to sort of pivot and, you know, I had these young babies at home and I wanted to create this product and I did, the, in, you know, full honesty, we live, I live in an area where you either need two salaries at least right. <laughs> or, or one killer salary. And um, I have an amazing husband, but we are, we needed two salaries. And so starting a, an organic skincare line was very risky. And I had this skill and I have this skill of writing and social media and some other things that I taught myself to keep us afloat, uh -huh. um, to fund the business, but also keep my three kids, you know, playing sports and going to summer camp and whatnot. So um, the writing has never really stopped except about Christmas time last year. So in the past year, I've been focused solely on growing my business. But for the, the longest time, um, I took on mo mostly writing because I'm good at getting into the voice of, of a brand. And they were brands that made sense to me and that I had passion for. Women's empowerment, wellness, right? I fund women. I did. That's, I think, how we met. So yes. the, the only money that I've ever taken, and I wouldn't even say taken, it was more like because it's it's crowdfunding and people are buying my products at once, was through I fund women. And then after that experience, Karen Khan was like, well, hey, I want you to be my social media person. So I did that for a year. And everything just funneled back into the business to help grow it. So writing was my main hustle for a while, and then it was my side hustle. So. And how did you, so then you had, so you're mixing the stuff for yourself, and then mm -hmm. your friends are saying, I want to try this stuff, and you make stuff yes. for them, and they like it. When did you start putting a price on it and selling it, and how did you figure out, were you just like doing it out of your kitchen? And Basically, yeah, yeah. Okay. You can't you can't come over for dinner at my house because the dining room table is like my business, you know. Oh, hilarious! But, um, but it's it's growing and it's getting out of my house. So I'm gonna say that when my mindset changed was the day I got accepted at Whole Foods. So it's not not that I wasn't treating it like. It wasn't like it wasn't a business. I started to become known as the sugar scrub girl, and and I definitely had a local business, but it wasn't until one day I was doing a giveaway for a, a, a suburban um, blog, this, this mom, this mom run company called Bergen Mama. She, um, she still has a thriving um, blog for women in this area, moms and dads in this area. So she was doing this Mother's Day giveaway and I was there at Whole Foods and I gave away like 50 sugar scrubs to the moms. And one of the women, Wendy, shout out to Wendy, was like, you have the best products. Like, why aren't you on Whole Foods shelf? And I was like, oh, and I had all of these excuses, Leslie. Well, the packaging's this, and it doesn't say that, and then da-da-da-da-da. And she was like, just go up and ask. And by the way, that's totally my personality, to go up and ask. I do consider myself bold and take risks and things like that, but I hadn't done that. And okay. I went up to the buyer, and he was like, I love it. I love these products. And why don't you send me every ingredient on in all nine of them? Because I had expanded at that point to nine products. I had invested a little bit of money to make a line. Um, but they were just selling online at that point. And 
that's when I think I just all of a sudden had this new mindset shift that, okay, I can no longer treat this like, oh, when orders come in, I fill them. This is my business. And I need to own the name. I need to own who I am. And I need to really just like start hustling. And so that's what I did. So what did Whole Foods buy from you? Was it a big order? Were you prepared for that? Could you, could you handle the supply? Was it just one store? So yes, it started with one store. And, and the, the good thing about this scenario, there's good and bad. The good thing about this scenario is that because it's individual stores that I open up over time and they had advised that I rock and roll in each store before I try and get more. And that's why I didn't, you know, go full on. And I, because each store has its own energy, its own vibe, like its own, even though they sell, yeah, like even though you can go into any Whole Foods and get certain brands, you'll always find the Dr. Hauschkas and the Juice Beauties. But in some stores in different parts of the country, you'll find their local people, right? And so I'm in nine of them. And it has been amazing for me because being in Whole Foods sort of is legit, right? And it, it sort of minimizes the brands. And um, I was able to manage the orders because it was slow growth. And I'm still hoping that they'll buy me nationally and um, and then that things are really going to hit the fan in a good way. But in the meantime, I'm in those stores. I'm in Englewood Hospital's Graph Wellness Center, which is a beautiful space in this area. And it's a respected wellness center. Um, I'm in a lot of health food stores and some spas. And I private label I tweak the ingredients a little bit for dermatologists, which is so interesting. Yeah. So I have a lot going on, but um, I do, you know, I do really have a lot of gratitude for um, the acceptance into Whole Foods, which has its roller coaster. I'd be lying if I didn't say that, you know, um, they've been, they've been bought as you know, by Amazon. Oh, right. How did that impact you? Well, they sort of put a freeze on, opening new doors to, to young, uh, emerging brands like myself. So, um, some people have still accepted me in, but others are like, wait, we have to just like wait for the okay. You know? Oh, it's become more corporatized. Yeah. It's becoming a little bit more of a supermarket in some ways, but they're Mm -hmm. still holding on to local. And when I go into my stores, I still see next to my name, you know, local and, and I'm happy about that. So, so it's been it's been a really it's been a really big blessing for my brand for sure. So how many years out is this before you get into Whole Foods and now you're in seven Whole Foods? Is that right? Nine, nine, nine. I okay. Mean, I want to say ten. Not not one or two of them don't carry everything. And okay. So it was a few years ago, I guess. Oh, I got to think of the exact year that it um, that they accepted me, but like three or four years maybe now. Um, and now I'm, my goal is to um, really just ask them, keep asking them to uh, buy me regionally and then nationally. And then it will be a challenge to fill the orders for sure. But right now I wake up every day to orders from these stores and it's a beautiful blessing because you know, in the beginning, it was just one or two stores and it would be every few weeks. And now I wake up and Columbus Circle ordered and Union Square wow. and Tribeca. 
And I love the energy in those stores and they've been just terrific and supportive and, and helpful. So they call and, me uh, first. Go ahead. Yeah. No, they call me first sometimes for events because, you know, the bigger brands, they have this monopoly in a lot of ways and they'll be like, we're doing a Valentine's Day event and we want you there. And so it's really nice. So how do you accomplish that? Are you making it all at home still? Are you at that point? Do you have to now go find big distributors? How does that all work? Right. So this is the, I'm, a, I'm in this space right now of growing pains, like a healthy growing pain. I'm very busy at home, still sending it out from here, but it's manufactured out. Um, but I have two amazing women that work with me and the goal is a big jump. The next jump is having it all go out through this packaging company um, in New Jersey. And it's, it's an amazing company and they're waiting for me. But the orders, it's like, I'm so busy filling these orders, but if I get it to them, then I really need to be bought nationally. But I think I'm gonna make the jump and find the money anyway, because I feel like that's the way I will really open doors and hustle more because I'm spending a lot of time putting stickers on things still. And so soon with the repackaging that I did with iFundWomen, I will, I will never have to sticker, uh, put a UPC code on ever again. It's like, it'll all be on the jar. It'll all be printed into the, into the jar, which is so great. So I'm very excited that I am going to be moving everything to a packaging facility in New Jersey with a great company. So I will have less day-to-day -day stickering and skewing. It will be a little bit more turnkey, right? So I've been doing everything myself and, and a couple of paid interns for, for a while now. And soon I'll be able to manage and open more doors and I like to go and speak and educate about my products and do lots of demos in Whole Foods. And, and that will open up that time for me, having it all completely filled and out of my house. Um, and the, the jars are beautiful and modern and clean and sexy, but they will all be printed in the jar. And oh, wow. That's a step up. Cool. Yeah. It will just no longer be like, is this sticker aligned on this jar and things like that. So I'm super pumped about it. Um, it takes a lot of money. So that jump, this back to the side hustle, the, yes. the jump, you know, I'm cash flow positive. And my husband jokes with me all the time because yes, I am, but like it always goes back to the business, right? So, ah, so you're that, like Amazon putting your money back in. Yeah. And, and that's how you grow, right? I literally, in order to have a life, had to hire a couple of people to work with me. And yeah, I can do it all myself, but you, you need to know your strengths. And my strengths are the people and the products and talking about them. And so one of the girls that works with me, she loves putting stickers on jars. If She finds it very relaxing. Oh, how funny. That's and, hilarious. Yeah, and doing the numbers. So... I don't and she likes to do the numbers. She yeah. likes to do stickers yeah. and numbers. That's crazy. Yes, she likes to do it. And I said, are you sure? And then I have another um, employee that just likes to do fun things like social media and creative ideas and let's do a great promotion. And we just, we all have our strengths, right? And so we need to 
sometimes we need to take a step back financially and then then to to move forward and i really do feel that this this chunk of money that's coming out of uh, my profits and then probably a little savings will ultimately boost me to different stores grateful as can be for whole foods and health food stores they've been everything for me but ultimately <coughs> the product some people do buy products for the marketing and the packaging and it's going to be so much more pretty prettier that's going to match what's inside and what's inside is really beautiful and so i think um you'll have a little bit more of a uh, post purchase satisfaction when you when you buy it versus a lot of times people love it because they've tried it and they've uh, met me the packaging itself is just it's pretty but it's it's um lower end and it and the functional delivery of the product is not so spectacular so some products come out too fast and some come out too slowly you know and that's all changing soon and so um and thanks to thanks to side hustle and 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 having other skills listen entrepreneurs tend to have lots of skills right you're a writer you're a leader you're also an interviewer you're like a journalist right. you know so you have we have a lot of different hats that we wear and sometimes we need to use them to fund our passions. So how did you do that? So did you use your money from your day job to get the first bits of your product out there because that's one of the barriers people face. Yes. Is they say I have this great idea but I don't have any money to put at it. I don't really understand how to do it. Yes. Where do I find my packaging? I need yeah. to raise money. So you've not raised money. No, I did the I fund women um crowdfunding I raised 30,000 but that was oh. also doing side hustle for Karen's business. So I wrote for I did social for for a year on I fund but and through that that helped you know fund the campaign but also people bought a year's worth of sugar scrub and I would deliver like 10 of them a month to someone uh shout out to the bear fromers like lots of people that bought tons and tons of sugar scrub up front and mm -hmm. so that that helped that really did help but um the the way i think might be different than others okay so some people think you shouldn't start a business unless you've got the money you should be working and keeping your day job and you should but i think for me maybe it's maybe it's unrealistic and maybe i maybe i have extra self confidence that sometimes i do and sometimes i don't maybe i was delusional <laughs> but i didn't have the backup padding we had some savings but you know i really didn't have money to throw into a business and so like i said i did that side hustle i made those choices i mean there were times that i could have made other choices but I chose this because I really love it and I as it started to grow and I got that validation from sales and from whole foods and from other places I was like no no I'm not dropping this yeah it doesn't make what what I'd be earning at 44 in corporate america as a wow. marketing executive is not what I'm making selling sugar scrubs and face cream that I assure you Leslie but again i have other skills and it's not it while i'm so married to my business and i never want to let it go i have other skills and there are other ways to make money when i need to repackage or when i need more money you know 
to grow and scale. And um, the next step for me is also actually talking to some investors. I've spoken to a couple, but um, you know, I've done it. I've done it myself up until now. Right. And um, I'm not sure. So how do you handle the people? And you know this in the entrepreneurial world. They all say, you know, you've got to scale. You've Hold got to scale. Yep. There's some rustling. Oh, Are you moving around? A little tiny bit. If I sit like this, do you hear it? Um, no, I hear. I don't hear anything now. Okay. So question for you. In the entrepreneurial world, there's this big, huge push for everybody, no matter what you have. People say, well, if it's not Google, I'm not interested. Mm. How do you handle that? And how do you know, especially they do that to women a lot, which is, oh, this is just a hobby or this is just a vanity right. uh, play. How right. do you handle that? Do you care? Could you care less? I mean, how do you handle it? You know, I feel like I have a really good tribe of supporters. And so I, I, I've gotten really good at putting blinders on and really just seeking out those people in my life. And there are always going to be people that are like, are you really going to make enough money? And is this going to be something that you're going to do forever? And, you know, most of the time I'm, I'm surrounded, thankfully, with a, an incredibly supportive family Husband, you know, he's made sacrifices too as a result of this, you know, friends, those friends that say, oh my gosh, you're amazing. And they, they celebrate my successes versus be like, yeah, it's just a hobby and you're just going to be local forever. And, and, and no, I, I don't feel that I have so much of that. And to that, other, there's another little point there that I want to make. Do you know Marie Forleo? Yes, she, I've heard yeah. of her. her yeah. Explain yeah. her to the listeners who may not know who she is. Sure. She's like, um, uh, does a, does motivational answers, Q, Q and A's um, for entrepreneurs. And she, um, she's really funny. And one of the things she said though, is that, and this resonates, this has always resonated with me. Let's say someone has this incredible sauce, this amazing marinara sauce, gravy, whatever you want to call it, and they want to open up an Italian restaurant on the corner of their street, but they're like, nah, because there's five Italian restaurants in like the five, 10 mile radius. I'm just not going to do it. But like that sauce is killer. And you're like denying the neighborhood your amazing sauce. And so are there other organic paraben-free, sulfate-free, fragrance-free, vegan, organic skincare lines? Hell yes. I mean, but mine is mine. And you, and it's, and it's in Whole Foods and, and I'm doing well. And if I didn't do it because there are so many, then I would be not trying and not following something that was a passion and is a passion, right? So I guess, the naysayers, you have to figure out just how to way to stay away from them and just not really, and not everyone's going to buy from you, right? Right. And that's the cool thing about it. And once you catch that and you wrap your head around that and you say, well, like you can have a best friend that would never even use your product. I mean, only if you give it to her because she's a dove girl or whatever. And she's like, she's only going to buy from CVS on sale. And then there's women that can't get enough of it. And like you, you just have to wrap your mind around that. You can't market to everyone. Right. Because then you market to no one. And that's, 
And that's like, you get a thicker skin, I think, sometimes having your own business, wouldn't you say? Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. And I like what you say about sometimes you'll have a, a best friend who doesn't even read you. It's like, right. you can't say anything, you know, it's like, whatever. And exactly. the world's big. Hold on, Leslie. They're backing oh. down the driveway. Oh dear. Ah. Just give me a second. Sorry about that. We're in the middle of revamping the porch. Nice. Can I come over for a glass of wine yes, when it's done? Can. Yes. The, uh, now we've got to get find the uh, we've got to find the fence. Oh my God, this thing is so way uh, it's like three times the cost of what we thought it was going to be because they you know, <laughs> well because you know it's an old patio. The house is going to be a hundred in two years, um, and it was the old original stone slate patio. And he reached his hands in there and he goes, "Oh, it's all turned to sand." Oh my god! And like oh, this is you know with an old house, you never ever 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 you never take know. something out. You always just want to put something on with an oh, old house. Right. You don't want to look under the rug. It's yeah, I understand. Difficult. My house is old too. I, I not as old, but I understand, and I'm sure I can only imagine how gorgeous it was a hundred years ago when they. Oh were. yeah, um, totally. Do you think they're done, Marissa? Are the trucks down? Okay, so it looks like they stopped. For entrepreneurs, if you ask me that. <laughs> I think they're done moving the truck. Um, oh, and good. also, Leslie, they're, I think they're leaving now. Oh. So when we're done with this, he just wants to talk with you. Okay, so we're almost done. So my last question for you, Gilly, is what are three things that somebody who has a side hustle or is thinking of launching a side hustle um, should know about it. What's uniquely sort of, you know, how do you get something like that started? Is it literally just take that thing that you've always wanted to do and just start? Yes. The thing is when people say, do you have any regrets? I often say I would have started sooner and why we, we're all perfectionists, right? Like not all of us, but most we are so caught up in how it needs to look and be and feel. And do you know how many changes I've made for the better for my brand over the years? When I first walked into Whole Foods and I said, and, and this Wendy said, she like shoved me and nudged me and said, go, go, go. I, I had all of these things that were wrong with the packaging. Well, guess what? They accepted it that way. Oh. I had to add stickers to it. So my answer to that would be, okay, do it yesterday and all the kinks will be, will be ironed out over time. You'll find your tribe. And also back to Karen, Karen Khan's getting a lot of play here. She says, fail quickly and hard. Yes. So, so in other words, if it's going to fail and you're a real true entrepreneur, You'll go back with something else just like she did. And you will it just you'll never know unless you do it. You gotta put put them on the table. You know what I'm saying? You gotta put yeah. it out there. Yeah. And that's that's the deal. And so you you could wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. And by the time it comes out, you you launch your product, it's either it's obsolete or you're bored or you have no money or or you changed your mind. Just I think, I think. And some people do think you should wait till you have everything lined up and have the money. I say, nope, do it now. You have the passion, you have the drive, do it now. 
Don't wait till your kids are in college. Don't wait till this. Do it now. Well, yes. And that's what I say. It's never a good time. It's like having a baby. All these people waiting to have a baby at the right moment and they're planning it for summer break. And like, you know, you can't do that. It's just have the baby. It'll work out. It never launching a business. You just have to jump in. There's no good time. There's no better time. There's no worse time. Agreed. And there's yeah. no manual, just like parenting. That's right. right? You Absolutely. just, every day, you sort of fly by the seat of your pants. Some days are very That's calm right. and easy as a mother, and some days are very calm and easy as a business owner, and some days suck. So, and then lastly, what else if they're trying to turn a side hustle into a real business? How do you know when it's no longer just a little side hustle? Is there a tipping I mean, point? For me, it was that I was, you know, I, like I said, it was Whole Foods, but it was more, it was, I think there's a time when all of a sudden you realize, like, I almost, I almost all of a sudden just clicked. It was like an intuition thing. I guess I'm going to say for me, it was an intuition thing. Like, oh, now I'm here in these spas. I'm in this hospital and I'm in Whole Foods. I better start treating my day like I'm be someone else is paying me. And I, I think that for me, it was a switch. It was like, it's just a switch that went off. I wasn't a dollar sign. When I earn this, I'm going to stop doing the side hustle. It was more like part, part of it was overwhel overwhelm. Um, yes. Christmas is when I make like 50% of my business. And last Christmas was so beautiful and busy and wonderful. And I was managing some other people's social media and writing blogs for them. And while I really enjoyed them, I knew then that this was too much. I have three children and a business and something had to fall to the wayside. So for me, I think it's an intuition thing. All right. Well, Jilly, thank you so much for spending time with us. And it's Gilly, sorry. Gilly. I don't know why I say Jilly. It's okay, Gilly's organics. It has Gilly's organics, exactly. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you're here with us and I'm thrilled that you took the time. And I'm so pleased to hear about somebody who has a side hustle and has turned it into a real business because a lot of women will start that way. They can't afford to just leave their job. They right. do have responsibilities. They do have kids. They do have a house. They do have all these things they have to do and they just can't walk away. Nope. You got it. You got to feed your family and, and, and feed your passion too. Great. I love that. Well, thank you very much. Thank you so much, Leslie. It was such an honor to be on your show. So I want to thank all of you for being here with us on Reinvent Yourself with Leslie Jane Seymour, our podcast about the next thing that you want to do and how to get there. We always try to leave you with some actual tips and tricks that you can use tomorrow uh, and to start your, your reinvention right away when you are done listening to this podcast. I hope that it's been inspirational for you. And I hope that if you like the podcast, you will subscribe to us and you will give us some stars so that other people can find us as well. That's how other people will find equal inspiration. And thank you so much for joining with us to listen to our talk about Gilly's Organics. And I hope that we will see you at the next version and next episode of Reinvent Yourself. Take care.